Time for Money News on this Thursday, first day of February. And what a day to chat with Chief Economist from AMP, Shane Oliver, because what a day it was yesterday, Shane. It would have had you very excited. Good morning to you. Good morning, Luke. I, I certainly was very excited. It was like good news day. I, it, it was a big day because um, the Australian markets, the stock exchange, we got that record. It went up, and even though the day started in the red, it finished, and we broke through those records. But the inflation figures from yesterday, Shane, have we got inflation by the tail now, and can we expect some relief from the Reserve Bank later this year? Well, the answer to both is certainly yes. Look, if you look at the inflation numbers, a year ago, we got news that it was around 8%. Uh, now, we're down at 4%. And if you look at the monthly numbers they put out, because a lot of prominence goes on the quarterly numbers, it's actually down at 3.4%. So we're rapidly coming back under control. Inflation is now less than half its peak. Uh, we're seeing weakness in not only goods prices, but even services inflation is starting to come, uh, come under control. And this, of course, has been the big thing that's dominated Australian lives now for the last couple of years. Cost of living pressures, higher interest rates, and of course, uh, this ongoing focus on what the RBA is going to do with rates. And the bottom line is, these numbers are far better than the RBA was looking for. It means they're not going to be raising interest rates when they meet again next Tuesday. And the likelihood is, our view is, that we think they're going to be cutting rates by the time we get to June. But the downside is the economy. We, you, you and I talked yesterday about the December retail figures. Uh, people who own shops, retailers are hurting and the economy is being hurt. But the Reserve Bank wanted that to happen. They didn't want us to spend. That's right. They wanted us to cut back our spending to, in their words, rebalance demand and supply in the economy, which is what's happened. Um, but if they don't start moving to get off the brakes soon, then yes, we will slide into recession. We're probably not there yet, but those retail figures are a warning sign that we may head there if they keep rates too high for too long. Bottom line is they're getting what they want on inflation. It's coming under control. Similar story in other countries, Europe, US, UK, Canada and so on. Uh, it's time to head towards the, uh, the accelerator and get off the brake of interest rates. Okay, tell me what should happen in Canberra with Anthony Albanese and Jim Chalmers' change to the Stage 3 tax uh, cuts. Uh, we know what the Prime Minister wants to happen now. He says more people will be better off. 12 million people will be better off as far as tax is concerned. What should Peter Dutton do? Keep calling him a liar or should the Coalition and the Greens and the Teals vote for Albanese's tax reform? Look, to be honest with you, I, I think they probably have to vote for the changes to the state street tax cuts because reality is you know, more, more people will get those tax cuts and it's politically going to be hard to vote against that. But by the same token, the coalition does have to come up with a longer-term alternative to, uh, to get the tax system in better shape. The reality is now... Uh, you're going to have a whole bunch of middle-income earners soon facing a higher tax rate of 37% in the dollar. They were going to be facing 30 cents in the dollar, which was a better longer-term outcome. So I, I think bottom line is, yes, they've probably got to vote for it, but bottom line is they really need to, to think about what they do longer-term going into the next election. And we, are, we, we really need tax reform because our tax system is strangling us. Um, I think it's ridiculous the amount of tax that Australians have to pay on incomes once they start to get above average levels. But that tax, that, sorry, that, that uh, bracket creep 
that's the thing that gets me, people who are now in a higher tax bracket, because wages have gone up, but the cost of living has too. That's right. All they've done, if you just keep up with the cost of living, uh, and if you look at uh, over the next 10 years, a whole lot of taxpayers who are now getting these bigger tax cuts will actually find themselves worse off. Exactly. It, happens, it. Mm. It, it just happens because you go from 130000 you jump up to 140000 you now will jump into a higher tax bracket. Of 37 but you can't buy more with that extra money. <laughs> well, you can't buy any more. All you've done is keep up with inflation and you're paying more tax. Oh, no. And that's why one of the big drags on household income in Australia is all the extra money going to Canberra. Um, it's not just the cost of living and the price of stuff at supermarket. It's, it's the, the increased tax we're paying. Yeah. And people in those high tax brackets, they're actually paying something like 42, contributing 42% of all tax income that's earned. That's the big surprising number here. The top 10% of income earners in Australia, I think, pay actually close to 50%. Oh, I, I said, of, I, I read 42. 50% of yeah, all 50%. taxable income, folks, all the money that goes to Canberra is comes from the top 10%. Top 10%. And, you know, you might say, well, a lot of these people are pretty well off. Uh, but by the same token... Um, they might get annoyed a little bit if they find that they're, they're financing half of the, uh, the income. And a lot of those people, and I'll tell you this, Shane Oliver, I'll tell you this, a lot of those people live in the teal seats, okay? They, they do live in the teal seats, and some of them also have the option to go to Singapore where you pay 30 cents in the dollar or another country. In New Zealand, it's 39 cents Exactly. In the will, so they, will they take... Much- Will they take their money offshore? Very quickly, uh, we'll finish up with uh, a look at the markets. And yes, we reached that, we broke that record yesterday after starting off in the red. It ended up being a very productive day. It certainly did. A fantastic day, in fact. The record was back in August 2021, 7,628 points. Yesterday, we managed to rise 80 points, and that took us up to a new record high of 7,680 points on the ASX 200. So, fantastic day on the market. All came down to those uh, that good news on inflation, which has opened up the prospect of lower interest rates ahead. Whereas, go back two and a half years ago, we were coming into higher interest rates, which was seen as bad news. So, fantastic news there for the share market. Um, the other piece of statistics here, which is good, for January, the Aussie share market rose 1.2%. Historically, if you go back to 1980, uh, the odds of a positive January going on to a positive year as a whole is around 76%. So the so-called January barometer is giving us a positive sign for the rest of the year. I guess the piece of bad news is yesterday the Aussie dollar fell mm. a little bit and that was on the back of expectations that the RBA will cut rates a little bit more aggressively. Hopefully they will. And that, of course, made the Aussie dollar look somewhat less attractive. So we're down there around 65, 65 US cents. All right. Uh, so not so good. Always good to talk. Thank you so much for this week. Great to have you back, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Luke. Look, look forward to it. Chief Economist with AMP, Shane Oliver, here on The Night Shift with Money News.